Hey, isn't that awesome? Isn't that good, man, to see that? And listen, every week during this series, we want to just show you guys stories of, of people that found freedom. And that's really what we're starting today. Uh, this series called uh, Freedom. We've been looking forward to this, praying for this day, uh, literally for months. Since April, we've really been uh, thinking this through and that sort of thing. And so we've just been praying about this. We're excited to have you guys here as we launch Freedom. Because I believe that one of the most powerful words and, and ideas and concepts is that idea of freedom. I think that one of the most powerful words in the English language is that is just the word freedom. In fact, if you, if you think about it, you, you might even know people. People have given their lives for freedom, haven't they? Our, our country was, was founded on the idea, the belief, the desire for freedom. Every 4th of July, what do we celebrate? We celebrate freedom. I was thinking about this uh, a couple of weeks ago as we were uh, getting close to this series. I was thinking about one of my favorite movies, Braveheart. Has anybody ever seen Braveheart? Raise your hand right now. Raise your hand right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus loves you. All right. So I love, 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 love Braveheart. And, and listen, one of the, if you've never seen Braveheart, I'm totally about to spoil the ending for you. So spoiler alert. But at the end of Braveheart, Mel Gibson plays William Wallace. He's on the torture rack and it's not going well. What's the, what's the word that, that William Wallace screams out at the top of his lungs at the end of Braveheart? Does anybody know? Freedom! And then he has his head chopped off. Um, that's, that's another story, though. Um, but freedom is powerful, isn't it? Freedom is, is a powerful idea. In fact, there's a big crowd here today. I don't know most of you, uh, to be honest, but here's what I know. I don't care how old or young you are. If we went around to every single person today and asked, what do you want more than anything else? I mean, we'd probably get a lot of different answers. If, if I walked up to you and I said, what do you want more than anything else, if right now in this moment you could have the one thing that you want more than anything else, what would it be? Now, we might get a lot of different answers. Maybe we'd get some answers. Some of you, you'd say, I want a new car. Oh, I want a, I want a, I want a bigger house. There's some parents in the room that, if you're honest, I want different kids, bro. Different kids. Don't look at them because that'll emotionally scarring, right? I want a hotter spouse. Again, don't look. Don't look, Right? I mean, we get a lot of different answers, but, but let's, let's imagine that, that I walked up to all of us this morning, and one by one I said, what do you want more than anything else? And here's what I know. Again, doesn't matter who you are, how young, how old you are, I believe that if we got right down to it, if we dug a little deep this morning, I think that what we would all have in common is that at the end of the day, we all want freedom. In fact, uh, what we did earlier this year, uh, just a few months ago in the month of July, we, want, we launched a website just to kind of track what people are thinking, how deep this desire goes. We launched a website called freedomhazard.com. Maybe you've seen the billboard, you've seen the signs around, maybe you've been there. And what we did is we launched this website, and you go there. You can go there right now. It's still up right now. You can go there on your uh, phone. You can go there later on today. It doesn't really say anything about our church at all, but what we wanted to do is we just wanted to give people an avenue where they could go, a place where they can go and let out things that they want freedom from. And, and listen, I'm telling you, the, the response was massive. I mean, the response was huge. To, we, we had hundreds and literally hundreds and hundreds of people go to this website and, and really just pour, 
pour their heart out. You can go there completely anonymous. We don't track who is this that's in this, this information in any way, shape, or form. But people just opened up their souls and let us know things that they wanted freedom from. Debt. Financial stress. Infertility. We had a lot of people say loneliness. Some people said depression. Some people said uh, a bad decision that they made. All of them, now, all of them weren't serious, all right? All of them weren't serious. We did have a couple of people that said they wanted freedom from dollar stores, um, right? right? Nothing against dollar stores because I think there should be thousands of dollar stores. And, like, we don't have enough yet, right? Man, they're awesome. When we get to heaven, there's going to be dollar stores. That's just, it's just, God's just getting us ready, people. Um, but, but, pe- but people just went there and just poured out everything they were, because I believe at the end of the day, what we all want is freedom. I think that what you want is freedom. But if we all want freedom, how do we get it? Because there's all kinds of different ideas and all kinds of different places that people point us to for where they say we can go to and get freedom. So a lot of people say that money gives freedom, right? Money gives freedom. You ever said this? Or you ever heard anybody say this? Oh, you know what? If I just got more money, I'd never worry about anything. You ever heard that? Right? Oh, man, if I just got more money, if I could just get more money, if I could just get more money, everything would be fine. But listen, if that's true, if money gives freedom, then why are celebrities so jacked up? Right? Right? Like, I don't think anybody's ever looked at the Kardashians and said, those people have it together. Right? Now, if Kanye and Kim are here today, you listen to the podcast, what's up? I'm not, I'm not hating. I'm just saying, right? Right? Money doesn't give freedom. In fact, in fact, a lot of people would say that, that oftentimes more money can lead to more problems because money doesn't give freedom. Oh, well, then status gives freedom. Position gives freedom because life's easy at the top. You know, if I was the most athletic, the most athletic person we know in the top sports, those people have freedom. The top CEO, if you're at the top of the org chart, then you've got freedom. If you're the most popular, if you're the most attractive, you've got the best GPA. If you're you're at the top, status brings freedom. But again, I just got to ask, if that's true today, If it's true that status and position bring freedom, then why have so many athletes at the top of their game blew it taking performance-enhancing drugs? Blew it taking steroids. Why? It's because something in them, they didn't feel free. Why have so many CEOs made selfish decisions and destroyed their organizations? They were at the top. What's wrong? They weren't free. In fact, some of you are here in this room. You're the most athletic person in your school, and you're not free. You've worked your tail off getting to the top of the corporate ladder. Everybody reports to you. You're not free. Because status and position don't bring freedom. I'll tell you another place where people try to go to get freedom, and it never brings freedom, is religion. Religion has never freed anybody. Say, well, hey, man, you're a preacher. What in the world are you talking about? Let me define religion for us, okay? Just make sure we're all on the same playing ground today. Let me give us a definition of what religion is. Religion is us working our way to God. 
So if I can be good, if I can go to church enough, if I can pray enough, then at the end of the day, maybe God will love me and let me in to heaven. But listen, if our performance is what God uses to base his love and acceptance of us, if it's us working our way to God, if that's what it is, listen, we will never be free. Never be free. Religion doesn't free anybody. So if everybody wants freedom, and we're looking in the wrong places, how do we get it? See, thankfully, Jesus loved to to talk about freedom. Jesus loved to talk about freedom. It was one of his best subjects. He always went to talking about freedom because Jesus loved the idea of freedom. In fact, that was the very first sermon that Jesus preached was about freedom. And so if you got a Bible today, or you got one maybe on your phone, iPad, whatever you're packing today, uh, I want us to look at two verses, a really quick sermon today from Jesus. I want us to look in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. Now, if you don't have a Bible, don't sweat it, because the words are going to be up on the screen behind me in just a second. But Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. And let me just kind of set the stage before we go there. Jesus is just getting started. Jesus is just walking onto the public scene. And what he does is Jesus basically walks into a church. He walks into a synagogue, and and the synagogue would have been packed like it is here today. And everybody in this synagogue, they came to hear the Old Testament preach, the Old Testament that's in the Bible that's maybe in your lap or on your phone or whatever you've got today. Maybe you've got one at home and it props up a table because the table's not level. In that Bible is an Old Testament, trust me, all right? But in the Old Testament, they came to hear the Old Testament preached. Jesus stands up to preach in this church. And Jesus walks up in the front of this synagogue, and he unrolls a scroll. And that scroll had what you and I have as the book of Isaiah. And Jesus stands up in the synagogue, and he reads two verses from the book of Isaiah. And Luke chapter 4 tells us all about it. So if you've got a Bible, look at Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. It says this, Jesus is talking, Jesus is reading from the book of Isaiah. These are two verses that you can find in Isaiah chapter 61, but you don't have to turn there. Listen to what Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim, here's our word, let's all say it together, freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind. To set the oppressed free. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And we won't read it, but what happens after this is Jesus takes that scroll of Isaiah, then rolls it back up, sets down in a chair, and with all the swagger that the Son of God has, looks at this crowd and says, that was talking about me. I'm that dude. You see, that doesn't really land on you, but what we need to do is we need to put ourselves in the shoes of the people at the synagogue that day. Because everybody in the synagogue that day grew up knowing that the Old Testament had one big idea through the whole thing. They'd heard it from their dad, and their dad had heard it from his dad, and their dad's dad had heard it from his dad, and it just went on and on and on. Generations, these were people that were filling the pews, the the seats in this synagogue who knew that in the Old Testament there's one big idea, and it's the idea that God is one day going to send someone who will give all of us freedom. And so they just grew up with this expectation 
of when's he coming? Isn't he late? We've been waiting for thousands of years. My dad said he was coming next week. That week passed by. He's never shown. When is the freedom dude coming? When is the Messiah that we always hear about every time we come to the synagogue, when's that dude going to roll up? Jesus walks up and he reads from the book of Isaiah and he sits down and he says, I am the guy that your family, that this entire generation, this entire country, this nation has been waiting for. I am the one who comes to give you freedom. But it didn't go well for Jesus. We'll we'll, we'll come back here in just a second why it didn't go well. But Jesus didn't bring the kind of freedom that they thought because they thought that freedom the Messiah was going to give, they thought he was going to come and give them political freedom. They thought that God was going to send some Savior who was going to roll up and defeat all of their enemies and just rule them politically so that their lives would be easier. But you know as well as I know, freedom is not coming out of Washington today, is it? Look at that. That's the loudest y'all got. Look at there. Come on. UK even won yesterday, people. Woo! Let's get excited, right? Freedom's not rolling out of Frankfurt today, is it? It's not. But they thought, that, that, they thought that politics would set them free. They thought a politician could roll up and set them free. Jesus says, no, 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 no. Politics can't set you free. Religion will not set you free. Neither will money or status. I have come to set you free. And the problem was that when Jesus said, I've come to set you free, he's also saying that everybody here is slaves. He's saying, everybody in the synagogue today, you guys are all slaves. And the problem was that they didn't feel like slaves. They felt pretty good about their life. They felt like they were already free. They didn't feel like anything was wrong, like a lot of you here today. Maybe you got invited to Summit. I don't know what's kind of got you here. Maybe you're not really a church person. You don't do this kind of thing. You just came because somebody from Summit annoyed you really bad, and you're like, listen, dude, I'm going to say yes and go to your church just so you'll shut up and leave me alone. So you're not really into this whole church deal. You're not really into this whole freedom thing that we've been talking about because you're looking at your life, and you're thinking everything's going pretty well, bro. I don't feel like I need any more freedom. I'm feeling pretty free right now. But here's what I know about you. I know that if you could rewrite the script of your life, if you could take the pen out of God's hand and if you could rewrite the script of your life, there's some things in your life that you'd leave out. If if you could grab the pen from God's hand and sit down, make a remake of the life that you've lived up to this point, there's some things that that you'd leave out. That thing that somebody did to you years ago, and the wound is still as fresh today as it was when it happened. You might have been a little kid when they did that to you, but here you are in your 30s, in your 40s, and you still haven't moved on. And if you could rewrite the script, you would rewrite the script and leave that out. If if you could rewrite the script, maybe you'd rewrite the script so that you would leave out the shame that you carry around all the time. The regret that you carry around all the time. Maybe you're here today and the thing that you would leave out are the labels that people have given you. So yeah, you look good on the outside and everything looks good on the surface, but you've lived according to the labels that maybe your parents have given you. Maybe your family, maybe your friends, maybe society has put on you and you've let those labels define you. And if you could remake your life and rewrite the script, you'd leave out those labels. Why? Because you want freedom from them. You might be here today, and if you could rewrite the script of your life, the thing that you would leave out because you want freedom from it is that addiction that you can't shake. 
might be drugs, might be alcohol, might be pornography. I don't know what it is for you. But you wake up, and it's there. You go to sleep, and it's there. You have tried to shake the addiction, and you can't shake the addiction. And if you could rewrite the script, you would leave it out. I know that every one of us are there in some way, shape, or form. See, because the Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verse 20, there's a book in the Bible called Romans. It's an awesome book. You should read it sometime if you never have. There's a book in the Bible called Romans. And in Romans chapter 6, verse 20, in Romans 6, 20, it says that all of us, me, you, all of us, we are all, what the Bible says, slaves of sin. We're all slaves to sin. And, and maybe that's a new word for you. Maybe you're not really a church person or anything like that. Let me just give us a definition make sure we're all on the same page. What sin is. Sin means a couple of different things. Sin means doing what God says not to do. Doing what God says not to do. I'm pretty sure nobody in the room today is going to try to drop the perfect card. Right? Right? Doing what God says not to do. Here's another one. Sin is also living for things other than God. And so here's the way that sin plays itself out in our lives. Here's the way that sin, because we're all slaves to sin, the Bible says, the way that it plays itself out in our lives is sin will always lead us to look in other things for what we can only find in Jesus. Let me say that again because that might have missed you. Sin will always lead us to look for in other things what we can only find in Jesus. So sin's going to lead me to go to all kinds of different things that I think will set me free, but at the end of the day, those things aren't setting me free. They might feel good for a while. They might satisfy for a while. They might make me happy for a while, but at the end of the day, they're not making me free. Maybe for you, it's sex. Maybe for you, it's your job. Maybe for you, it's, it is the status that you've got at school. Maybe, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a bigger house. Maybe it's a better car. I don't know what it is. For some people, it's all kinds of different things. Maybe it's those kind of genes that make your butt look good. Right? You sit in the mirror and look at your butt. What? Right? Right? I don't know what it is, but here's what I know. Here's how it plays out. It completes us, Jerry Maguire, for a little while, makes us feel good, might satisfy for a little bit, but after a season, I need another fix. And so some of you keep going to the same thing that you think is going to set you free, hadn't set you free yet. If that girl would love me, if that guy would go out with me, then I'd be free. They have, and you're not free. You're either going to keep going back to that thing you think is going to set you free, and it hasn't yet, and it never will, or you're just going to go try to find something else that you think is going to set you free, and that is only going to lead you to disappointment also, because sin always leads me to think something else other than Jesus is going to set me free. And the reason this is a big deal is because sin separates you, it separates me, it separates all of us from God. And to live separated from God is the most dangerous place that you could be. Because God, God's got to judge sin. He's got to judge sin. In fact, sin can't enter in to God's presence. And so if my sin isn't dealt with in this life, if somehow my sin's not paid for, forgiven, if I don't experience freedom from my sin, then when I stand before God, because God judges sin, God, let's bring it home, let's connect the dot, God will judge me. 
And in that moment, when I stand before God, because maybe, listen, I don't want to assume you've ever been to church before, but I want you to know there's going to be a day when you and I, when every one of us are going to stand in front of God. And in that moment, when we stand in front of God, it's going to be an HD moment, high definition, surround sound, moment of clarity, when in that moment we look at God and realize the only place we can ever find freedom is in the person of Jesus Christ. That's the only place that we're ever going to find it. But listen, listen, listen. See, I got good news today because right now this don't sound that good. You're like, whoa, that don't sound, that don't sound good news, bro. It don't sound freedom at all, bro. Right? Jesus says, I came to give some good news. I don't know if you knew it. Jesus came to give good news. Did you know that? I don't know if you know anything about Christianity. Maybe you're new to this whole deal or whatever. I don't know. This is first time at church. Christianity's good news. It's not bad news. And the good news is that God loves you. Did you know that? Did you know that you are loved by God today? You are loved by God with a love that you can't even begin to fathom. You say, you don't know what I did. You're right, I don't know. But he does, and he refuses to not love you. He absolutely loves you today. In fact, God loves you so much, here's what he did. Because God doesn't want you to stand in front of him in that moment and realize, man, I missed it. Freedom was in Jesus. I kept going to other things. God doesn't want that for you. God doesn't want to send anyone to hell, the Bible says. The Bible says that God wants to give every person freedom. And he loves you so much, what he did is he sent the only thing that could give you freedom, his only son, to pay the price for your sin. And so Jesus says that God has sent him to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind. He came to set the oppressed free. Listen, Jesus did not come to give us rules. Jesus didn't come to give us morality. Jesus doesn't divide people and classify people the way that you and I classify people. Jesus doesn't say there's bad people and good people. Jesus doesn't say there's Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. Jesus doesn't say there's rich, poor. Jesus doesn't say there's dirty, there's clean. Jesus doesn't say there's Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostals, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, whatever the flavor of the month is for you. He doesn't classify us that way. Jesus says, the Bible says there are two kinds of people. There are slaves and then there are people that Jesus has set free. And if Jesus sets you free today, you are free. You can be free today. I don't know who you are, and I don't know where you've been, and I don't care about where you've been, because I can look every one of us in the eye and say, you can be free. Jesus said that he came to give freedom to the captives. For every person here and feels like a captive, feel like you're a prisoner to your past, feel like you're a prisoner to that bad decision, feel like you're a prisoner to that addiction, Jesus has come, and he is bigger than that addiction. He is bigger than your past, and he's come not to condemn you, but to set you free. Jesus came to give sight to the blind. He's not talking about physical blindness. He's talking about something deeper, spiritual blindness. Because did you know that you can see and not see? You can see perfect. You can have 20-20 and not see what you need to see most of all. Jesus said, I came to open up people's eyes. That's happening in the room right now because some of you, you just came with a friend. You just thought you were getting invited. Something is happening inside of you right now. You are tracking with this at a level that you did not anticipate. All of a sudden, for the very first time in your life, what you see you need more than anything is for Jesus Christ 
to step into your life and to radically set you free. Yeah, you might be good, but listen, you can be good and not free. Did you know that? You can go to church and not be free. You can know the Bible and not be free. You can sing songs about Jesus and not be free. Your daddy can be a preacher and not be free. Just because you're good doesn't mean you're free. And what he's come to do, he's come to open our eyes to see that what we need more than anything else is him. You might have walked in today, man, I need more money. If you get more money and don't have Jesus, all the money in the world will not give you what he can. More square footage will not give you what he can. A better spouse, a spouse at all, a relationship, affection from another person will not give you what he can. If you gain, if you gain the world, Jesus says, and missed him, you've missed it all. So he's come to open your eyes to see, man, what you really need is him. That's happening in a lot of hearts right now in this room. All of a sudden you're saying, man, what I really need is him. What's happening to me? Your eyes are being opened. God right now is speaking into your heart. He's opening your eyes and he's saying, what you need is Jesus. Jesus came to set the oppressed free. If you're here today and you are oppressed, you feel weighed down by religion. You're just trying to be good enough. You're trying to go to church enough. You're trying to pull it off. And you still feel condemned. You still feel dirty. You still feel filled with shame and guilt and regret. He came to set the oppressed free. If you're oppressed over that bad decision, that regret because you missed an opportunity, your marriage didn't make it and you wanted to make it and you just feel weighed down. Jesus says that if you come to me, my yoke is easy and my burden is light because he can remove that oppression and give you freedom. You can be free today. You can be free today. Did you know that you can be free today? See, what do I have to do? All you've got to do is come to Jesus. That's all you've got to do. How do I get that kind of freedom? Freedom. All you've got to do today is go to Jesus. Listen to me. Freedom is not for perfect people. Did you know that, church? Freedom is not for anybody that's perfect. Why? Because if you're perfect, you don't need to be free. You're perfect. Freedom is for messed up people. Anybody say amen? Freedom's for messed up people, man. Freedom is for jacked up people. Freedom's for people with a past. Freedom's for people who don't have it all together. Freedom is for people that that don't know how it's going to turn out. Freedom is for you today, teenager. Freedom is for you today, stay-at-home mom. Freedom is for you today, CEO. Freedom is for you. You're looking for employment and you can't find it. Freedom is for you from the front to the back to the right to the left. Freedom is available. You can be free. And all you need to do today to get the kind of freedom that I'm talking about is to go to Jesus. Just as you are with that addiction. Just as you are with that past. Smell of you from what you did last night still on you. What do you do? You just go to him. You need to go home, clean that off. Oh, you know what? I'll do that later, man. Let me try to get some stuff out of my life first. No, you just come. You just come. You just come. And see, when Jesus stood up and he said, I came to set you free. Like I said, it didn't go well. They didn't throw a party. They didn't update their Facebook status. Jesus came to set us free. Hashtag awesome. All right, they didn't do that. It ticked them off 
They were furious because, like I said, they wanted freedom in another way that was different than the freedom he came to give. And so the rest of Luke chapter 4, it actually says, you know what they tried to do? They tried to kill him. Do you know why they did that? Do you know why they did that? Because Jesus always demands a response. They got ticked off, fired up when they heard Jesus preach and they wanted to kill him because Jesus always elicits a response. Nobody ever encountered Jesus, got near Jesus, and left indifferent. There was always a response. And so here's my question as we wrap this one up today. What are you going to do? What's your response today? Because you can be free today. I'm not inviting you to rules. I'm not inviting you to morality. I'm not inviting you to some 12-step self-help program. I'm not inviting you to suck it up and to try hard. I am inviting you to begin a a life-changing relationship with the one who made you and right now has given breath into your lungs, and his name is Jesus who came and left heaven and lived 33 years of absolute perfection because he knew you would blow it. He knew I would blow it. And then he went to the cross, and on the cross, Jesus took every single thing that you and I, we've ever done, thought, said, everything we ever will do, ever will think, ever will say. He took all of our sin, took all of it to the cross, and paid the price for that sin, Pay the price for that thing that you think there's no hope and there's no second chance for. He paid for it. And then with the last ounce of anything in his body, Jesus lifts himself up off those, on those nails on the cross and says, it is finished. And what was finished was the payment for your freedom. And three days later, Jesus kicked the door of the tomb down and kicked death in the teeth because not even death could hold back the Son of God from giving you freedom today. Right now, there's all kinds of voices in your head. Oh, man, you know what? I'll do that later. I've been to church before. You know what? I'll do that later. Let me get some stuff out of my life. Who told you there was a later? Death just seems to show up unannounced. I don't know if you figure that out yet. He doesn't, he doesn't try to sync with your calendar. He just shows up at the most inconvenient of times. I'll do it later. Who said there was one? Oh, you know what? Let me go out and, and, and change my life a little bit first. No, no, no. You just come. I know that there's a lot of excuses in the room right now. I know there's a lot of reasons in your head that you're giving yourself for why you can do this later. And I want you to know, I'm not trying to freak you out or anything. I, don't, I know a lot of you might not be church people or anything like that. But you have an enemy, and his name is the devil. And right now, he hates the fact that you are on the edge of Jesus setting you free. He is trying to talk a lot of you out of it. And I am telling you, the only thing, that voice in your head that's telling, that's saying to you, hey, do this later, ignore that guy. The only thing that voice will lead to is death and destruction, not freedom. Right now, you can be free. How do you get that freedom? You just come to Jesus. Right there where you sit, just as you are, all of your baggage, all of your past, all of your present, you just come to Jesus. And today, 
you can be free. Let's pray. Will everybody pray with me? Father, I think that right now in this room, you are moving in hearts. And Jesus, as we start this new series called Freedom, Father, I pray for every person in the room that knows they've never experienced freedom to the degree that I've talked about today. Yeah, they might have come to church. Yeah, they might be good people. But we can be good and not be free. Jesus, would you today give courage give boldness and I pray for every single person that's in this room today who needs freedom from you that today is the day when freedom breaks into their life today is the day when all things are made new today is the day when their past their present their future none of that stuff defines them anymore that decision doesn't define them anymore that regret doesn't define them anymore I pray that today freedom would break into the hearts of children of teenagers of men and women from the youngest to the oldest. Jesus, bring freedom. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, today Jesus has brought you here. It's not an accident that you're here. You're here because God loves you so much. Honestly, before God created anything, God planned for this moment to happen where where you would be at the forum in that seat listening to this sermon so that he could tell you, I love you and I want to set you free. And today, if you are here, I'm not asking you if you have been to church before. I'm not asking you if you are a good person. But I am asking you, has Jesus Christ set you free? Have you experienced the kind of freedom that only Jesus can give? And if not, today, you can be free. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, that if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised Him from the dead, we will be saved. And if you want to begin a relationship with Jesus today, if you want Him to enter into your life and set you free, doesn't matter who you are or how old you are, I invite you right now to pray a prayer silently in your seat. And this prayer is not magic words, but I just find that it helps people who want to verbalize this desire for God to set them free. And so if you want to begin a relationship with Jesus, have your sins forgiven, know that you'll be with Him forever in eternity, and to experience the freedom that He gives right there where you sit, pray this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and set me free. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you came back to life for me. Thank you that you came back from the dead for me. Jesus, from this moment forward, help me to live for you. Amen. With every head still bowed, knives closed. Nobody's looking around. Nobody's looking around. Did you just do that? If you did, it is the most important decision that you've ever made in your life to begin a relationship with Jesus. Even if you didn't pray that prayer, but you want Jesus to come into your life and to set you free, this is your time. This is your moment. And I'm going to count to three. And as soon as I say three, 
As soon as I say three, if you prayed that prayer for Jesus to set you free and to save you today, or you want him to save you, you want to begin a relationship with him today. As soon as I say three, if that's you today, doesn't matter, youngest to the oldest, if that's you, as soon as I say three, I want you to raise your hand quick and high in the air. Hold it there. Nobody's looking around. Doesn't matter if they are. But if you just did that, you want to do that today. You want to be set free by Jesus. As soon as I say three, I want you to shoot your hand high into the air. One, two, three. Right now, raise your hand. Right now, raise your hand. There's a hand right there in the back. Here's a hand right here up front. Anybody else? There's a hand right over here to the side. Keep those hands up. Raise those hands high. Go ahead and bend that elbow. Raise that hand up right now. Let's see those hands. Let's see those hands. Keep those hands up. There's some more hands in the back. There's another hand right over there. Anybody else? Keep those hands up right now. Raise those hands. Let's go right now. Right now, keep those hands up. Listen to me, listen to me. I want everybody that's got their hands up, every person right now with your hand up, Jesus always called us to follow him publicly. If you've got your hand up, you raise your hand. I want you to stand up right now and make your way to the back of the auditorium because there are people that want to help you with the most important and best decision that you have ever made. We want to give you a free Bible, put something in your hand. If you raised your hand to say you want Jesus to set you free, go ahead right now and stand up and make your way to the back. Go ahead and do it right now. If your hand's still up, go. Get up and go right now if that's you. Just go. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. If you raised your hand, get up and go right now. People are moving right now. If you're afraid to go by yourself, ask your friend to go. If you're worried what other people will think, hey, why don't you be an influence? You make your move. Get up and go right now. If you raised your hand, get up and go. People are going. Get up and go. Don't let this pass you by. Go. Go right now. You make your move right now. You make that move right now if that's you as people move. Listen, listen, listen. Right now, right now, I believe that God is moving in this room. I know several of you raised your hand. Maybe you didn't get up and go to the back. Here's what I'm asking every one of us to do. Every one of us to do. Doesn't matter if you've been at Summit since day one. I'm asking every one of us to do this. If you walked in today and you got a connection card, I want you to take that connection card out right now. Go ahead, just everybody do it. Go ahead and grab that connection card and listen to me. On the back of that card, on the back of that card, if you made the decision to give your life to Jesus today, I want you to check the box that says, I gave my life to Christ. Go ahead and check that box. Just go ahead and check that box because listen, listen, the decision that you made, Jesus does not want us to keep that decision to ourselves. So go ahead and check that box if you made that decision to give your life to Jesus. If you've got something in your life that you want freedom from, write it down as a prayer request on the back of that connection card. I'm giving you, giving you an opportunity to do it right now. Do it right now. Do it right now. And listen, if you need to get up and go talk to somebody, get up and go because people are still moving. I don't know if you knew this. People are just, people are going right now. But I want you to take your card and check that box. Go ahead and do that right now. And in just a moment when I dismiss us, there's going to be guest service volunteers all over this crowd, all over the aisles. And they're going to have baskets. I want all of us to drop those cards in there as you leave today. But if you made the decision to give your life to Christ, take that card, check that box, and just drop it in one of those baskets. And in fact, when you leave today, if you made that decision, you didn't go talk to anybody, in the back there, 
is a table. There's a green book on it called Seek First Free Bible. I want everybody that made a decision today, don't leave till you get that book. We got that for you today. If you want to talk to somebody in the back, they're going to be right back there. But listen, listen, listen. If you're here today, Jesus is tugging on your heart. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Jesus, we thank you so much for the many people that raised their hands today, took a step to freedom. God, I thank you for the people that went in the back. God, I pray for everybody right now that's indicating on their cards, Jesus, that's indicating on their cards they made that decision. Jesus, I pray that, God, you give them boldness simply to check that box. I pray that you give them strength because, Jesus, they haven't finished something. They've only started a relationship with you. It begins today for many people. And so, God, I pray that they would take that step and they'd let somebody know before they leave today. Jesus, we thank you. We love you that only you give freedom. And it's in your powerful name that we pray. Amen. Someone, let's give God a shout of praise today. A lot of people raising their hands, going to the back, taking that step to cross over from death to life. And here's what I want us to do before we go. I just want you to know today, hey, if you're a first-time guest, hit the first-time guest booth out there in the lobby. We've got a free gift for you. If you're returning, visit the next step booth out there. We've got something for you as well. And if you want to stick around for the VIP lunch, hey, lunch is on us today. It's for anybody that's new to Summit. That's in the multi-purpose room there where Summit Kids meet. Get started in 15 minutes, all right? So give us 15 minutes to set it up. Move on to the back. Hey, listen, listen. Next week is Freedom Part 2. We're going to talk about what do you do when you're in prison. Let's invite. Let's pack this place out. Let's pray. And let's watch God move. You're dismissed. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Talk to somebody on the back if you made that decision today. Drop those cards off. Thanks. See you next week.